Hello and welcome to another edition of Out of the Blue Podcast from Blue Zion Ministries. Grafted, gifted, and grounded with whole tree theology right out of the 11th chapter of Romans, connecting the covenant pages of the seamless 66 books of the Bible we hold in our hands. We are dedicated to help, encourage, and inspire you to live the Word of God out loud. And now, here's your Out of the Blue host, Evangelist S.J. Norlock. Shalom, shalom. Praise the Lord, everyone. Welcome to another chapter in Out of the Blue, Blue Zion Ministries. Uh, good to be speaking today to all the hearers and those that, uh, amen, long to jump on board with me in the sense of breaking some bread, looking at some different perspectives uh, in the Word of the Lord, Whole Tree Theology, Seamless 66. I love the Word of the Lord and appreciate the love of the Word of the Lord and all those that we are uh, seeing uh, on the field, uh, the churches, the pastors, the saints of God, the fellow evangelists, all those working in the field, hands to the plow. What an excitement it is just to share the Word of the Lord with so many uh, Sister Nolik and I are just definitely blessed uh, to be traveling to so many powerful churches, wonderful people, congregations, uh, pastors, pastors' families, and uh, just the whole fluidity of the church, the faith that's there, uh, while God is good. But welcome, amen, and uh, just want to jump in today, if I could entitle it, I'd like to just jump in to say that uh, a new exodus, a new exodus. Uh, some of the points we'll be covering, you know, the redemption, redeeming power of the blood of the Lamb, uh, some of the unique things that have happened during, uh, could I say, the Via Dorosa, uh, the path, uh, the uh, journey that Jesus took uh, in cleansing us, and uh, the blood of the Lamb that was applied. Wow, that journey and how powerful that he is. Uh, and how the, the servants are now friends. And I believe Jesus portrays that within his conversation. You're no longer servants, but you're Havarim, your friends now. Uh, you've not just looked from afar, but you've had hands-on experiences with me. And uh, carrying the cross of Jesus, carrying the cross. Uh, wow, what a journey. No longer just servants, but friends. So a new exodus. We are in that season, the Moedim, the uh, dress rehearsals that was really back in Genesis chapter 1, for signs and seasons, you could literally say signals, signals in the sky, the moon, the sun, the stars, and they signal these awesome God-given feasts that we have. We're in the first three right now in this Passion Week. And um, we have Passover, unleavened bread, and of course, first fruits. And Jesus impeccably, impeccably fulfilled all of those three prophetically to the T already 2,000 years ago. So we as a dress rehearsal, uh, amen, and also in remembrance of our following through again, Passover and leavened bread, first fruits, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of our Lord and Savior. Awesome stuff. I was uh, 
getting kind of a perspective of where we just were. I know I've, uh, as many of you are listening, we've been by the way of the country of Egypt to the other side of the Red Sea before the parting of the Red Sea, the bondage that they were in for 400 years, the Joseph experiences, the Moses experiences, uh, the Pharaoh that tried to hinder, the God of heaven that circumvented and um, showed up and showed off to every small g God of Egypt and put them in their place. I thank the Lord for that. I, I had this, you have this feeling when you go to another nation, um, you, you get a, a scope of what's going on, the, the battles that they have faced and face now. The missionaries, of course, kind of uh, holding their heart in your hands in prayer and feeling what they're feeling, walk into their situation, into their prayer room. And um, we've done that, and I, I, I thank the Lord for that opportunity. But to see what they came out of, I, I was—I I knew it was harsh. I knew it was uh, synonymous, as you could say, to the sin, you know, coming out of Egypt. But wow, the, um, the the presence of gods with small g's, the whole historicity about all of that, uh, is has impacted my life to know. It would almost be like twisting the arm of our president right now or a particular prime minister and saying, no, we're going to take a certain sect of people out of your nation. It's time to go, especially a workforce. I mean, these are licensed laborers, as it were. And um, if the president, prime minister says no, I mean, what are you going to do? But when you have someone who's winning and a God that created the heavens and the earth behind you, uh, he's going to, as if it were, shut their mouth wide open. <laughs> um, and uh, he's going to bring those people out. So just that whole contrast. And then, of course, now we're experiencing this season. And on a personal note, if the Lord will, Sister Nolik and I and a bunch of wonderful Pentecostals are heading toward uh, Jerusalem, Israel, uh, shortly. So uh, here we are, been to Egypt. We're celebrating these feasts, the coming out. Uh, the dawn of a new day, an exodus, literally, uh, parting of the Red Sea, the pillar of cloud, the pillar of fire, the burning, wonderful, smoking furnace, trembling mountain, lightning, thunder, uh, the flashing of that light, uh, amen, the words coming out of the fire, written on stone, and then, amen, they're in Israel. We're going to the place where the people that have been brought out now exist. Over 2,000 years ago plus, 3,000 years plus, excuse me, amen, and they're in the land. Uh, the, the miracle of this, uh, uh, probably, and if I'm not mistaken, according to the statistic, they're about fourth or fifth superpower in the world right now uh, in that sense. I, I, I'm just amazed uh, from that perspective. Coming out of Egypt, look what God has done. So our personal exodus is important, amen, what God has done for us, bringing out of us, bringing out, amen, us from the miry clay, setting our feet on the rock to stay. You could say from Sinai to Zion, where the covenant was made, not now written on stone, but written on our hearts. He conquered the mighty Pharaoh before, but now he conquers our mighty Pharaoh, whoever or whatever it may be. What a thought, uh, amen, we are uh, living in the land of the living, milk and honey. Oh, because our God also conquers our pharaohs. You could say it's the new exodus. And that's why we've entitled it this way on the seamless 66. It's a new exodus. I look at the first three feasts again, Passover and leavened bread, first fruits. Uh, 
And of course, how Jesus fulfilled those to the T and the price that he paid. And I'm going to go through just a, a couple particulars here that just, as we say in the old cliche, blow my mind. And um, look at those first three feasts. Uh, but then you have the fourth, that's Shavuot. And it's so awesome that that is, of course, the day of Pentecost in Greek. And how powerful that was also fulfilled to the T on the day where 120 in an upper room were filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost and fire, speaking in tongues, amen, as the Spirit gave the utterance. Wow, the book of Acts unfolding, uh, amen, just, just as Jesus said he would. He said, but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I said unto you. So the comforter came. Now look at it, if you could, just just uh, a couple of thoughts uh, with those feasts. And, and, and let me say this just before we get to that. Of course, the following three feasts yet prophetically to be fulfilled, Feast of Trumpets, Yom Kippur, and the Feast of Tabernacles. Uh, amen. Trumpets, His coming, Yom Kippur, their repentance, the look upon Him whom they've pierced, the crime to Him, amen, as a son that, or as a, a father, mother that mourns for the for the son uh, that has perished. And, and of course, amen, the Feast of Booths or Tabernacles, uh, amen, following that where he will come literally and in the millennium, rule and reign, tabernacling among us for a thousand years. But there were three feasts that were major. One was, of course, Passover. We're just celebrating now. Another, uh, amen, is that Pentecost. And then, of course, Tabernacles at the end. Those were the first Three. Those were the three major ones that they, uh, the male was commanded to go up Aliyah to Jerusalem every year, uh, and so Passover, Pentecost, Tabernacles was the three that it was talking about. All three of those. I look at it this way: Passover was the way out, Pentecost was the way in, and Tabernacles was the continuance or the way through or the way forward. Let me say it again, Passover way out, Pentecost way in, Tabernacles way forward. Amen, out, in, and forward. This is our redemption, amen. Through his blood, we have a way out of this Egypt, if you could say. The way in to his presence and promise, Pentecost. And then the way forward as he tabernacles in us, the Ra'u Kodesh, the Holy Ghost and fire. Amen, living on the inside. I just, I, I think it's, it, I just love this. And I'm stumbling over my words today. I mean, look at some of the sensitivity, some of the particulars that Jesus went through. Here's the name Yeshua of Nazareth. Jesus of Nazareth was on everybody's lips. He just raised Lazarus from the dead. Surely, and even Lazarus is telling his own story. What can he say? I was dead, now I'm alive. Of course, Mary and Martha may have a few more words in the sense of being onlookers from the sidelines, very involved, watching Jesus himself, amen, raise, amen, the resurrection, raise somebody back to life again. Amen. It, it, it's just awesome. Awesome in the sense that later on, later on, not very many days, of course, he rides into Jerusalem on a donkey. And we must understand that the donkey back then, according to Amorite religion, was 
an animal that kings rode into their festivities, Amorite festivities, unto false gods. It's almost like a, a leveled slap in the face to the dark side in the sense that, hey, I'm the king. Riding a donkey, yes, lowly, amen, humbly, as they lay garments on the road before him. But yet, to the ancients, where kings used to ride Amorite donkeys into the cities in their festivals, Jesus rode in on a donkey saying, no, I'm the king. I love it how always again he shows up and shows off in the midst of all that. But not one thing that Jesus did didn't allude to something to, uh, you could say, on the surface of the onlooker, behind the scenes to the supernatural realm that, wait a minute, I'm the king of kings and uh, I'm going to trump everything that's happening here. Uh, even to the place, if, if you think of it, uh, the songs that were sung that Jesus sung uh, before he was high and lifted up, on the cross, but the last song in the upper room of what we would call communion or Passover, I believe it was Psalm 124, where it says, this is the day that the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Wow. Did they know what they were singing? Uh, this is the song that's alluded. They were singing songs, psalms that King David's son was now singing with them. <laughs> It's just awesome. I mean, here's the resurrection and the life. Luke 7, the, the lady that was a widow and now lost her son. Talk about knowing the heart. God, right by the gate of the city, right by the gate of the city, lifts him from the dead situation and he's alive again. Uh, Jairus' daughter is a ruler of the synagogue. The woman comes in, touches the hem of Jesus' garment, and then stops the caravan uh, on the way to Jairus' home, heals this lady, virtue hath gone from me, and then yet ends up in Jairus' home. A 12-year-old girl rises from the dead. Jesus is in the resurrection business. Jesus is in this, uh, amen, uh, uh, once I was lost, but now I'm found business. Uh, amen. Uh, the, the, the dry is now flooding. The perished is now redeemed. The lost is now found. The blind is now seeing. The lame leap like a heart. The tongue of the dumb sing. The food's now multiplied in the hands of the master. Some say that the lady that touched the hem could have been a Gentile who superstitiously touched the hem of his garment. Could it be that Jesus halted the procession and touched a Gentile lady for 2,000 years and now is going to turn back to the nation of Israel. I mean, it's, 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 it's unfolding right now. If you look at the world scene and the scope of things and end time eschatology, we're there. I believe we're in the decade of destiny. We're in the birth pangs of that which is spoken by the Messiah and the gospels of Jesus Christ. Wow. When they crossed over Kindred Valley, walking one after another as they're leading the line, they're going to the Kidron, up to the Mount of Olives or the Garden of Gethsemane. Is They left an upper part of Jerusalem and descended into the Kindron Valley, crossing over possibly a small stream at the bottom of the valley before ascending to the Mount of Olives to this garden. The small stream probably was bright red with blood because the blood of the Passover lambs offered that day in the temple. I'm talking hundreds, thousands of lambs to a million people. Uh, lambs, it drained from the temple into the stream. Could it be that they stepped over the stream as they passed over the blood of the Passover lambs? Jesus 
was stepping over the stream of blood. Here's the lamb that steps, steps over the stream that's flowing with the mere lambs, the shadow of that which was to come. And here in Get Shemnei, Shemnei, you've got this place of pressing, uh, Garden of Gethsemane, uh, amen, that, that in, in some instances, because of the cream of the crop of the virgin olive oil was pressed, given to the temple, others later were used for cooking, fuel lamps, making soap. They said it's probably pressed at least five times to get the very last bit of oil. Jesus, of course, don't you have at least one hour? Watch with me for the night. Did you know that that was the night traditionally Passover was a watch night service? I mean, some of the greatest joys were expressed in Passover was to speak of God's redemption until the dawn of the day or the next day or they see the, the sun rise. <laughs> Amen. Huh, I just, Jesus even said in the garden, don't pull the sword, Peter. I could have called 60,000 angels, 12 legions to come and assist me. I mean, down to the high priest home where typically he had to go to the deputy high priest first, which was, uh, of course, uh, Annas. He they had to go to the, that high priest first. And then, of course, to Caiaphas, who was really a puppet of Rome. We could go on and on of the beautiful things that took place, even, even again to the song when Jesus was put into the pit, Psalm 88 speaks, you've put me in the lowest pit in dark places, in the depths, your wrath has rested upon me and have afflicted me with all your waves. You've removed all my acquaintances far from me. You've made me uh, an object of loathing to them. I am shut up and cannot go out. Written in Psalm 88, back in the time of David, David put to pan, and here it's being played out put together before us. Wow. I, I could go on and on in the time's waning. I'm at 17 minutes plus. But I, I just, I, I'm just amazed. I, we, we could spend a lot of time. Anybody ready for two hours? Can I hear an amen? But we're in the new exodus, somebody. Jesus paid the price. Oh, what a savior. Amen. Oh, what blood. That's now applied to the doorpost of our, our heart. From Egypt, through the wilderness, through the sea, to the mountain, to the land of promise. Here we are. Amen. I thank God. Amen. Like never before. Amen. He brought me out of the miry clay. He set my feet on the rock to stay. Amen. As that old song, that old hymnal says, now I can say, now I can sing. Hallelujah. He's come to the gate of name for me. Amen. He's come to. Amen. Jarius's house for me. Amen. Jesus stopped the whole caravan on his way to a Jew so that he could save not just one tribe, but all tongues and all nations, representative of saving everyone on the way to raising someone up. I'm just excited to jump in in this with you today. Uh, wow, there's a whole lot more we could say, but I just want you to get a hold of the new Exodus. Amen. Hello, somebody. We're living the dream. But, um, amen, Hag Sameach, Pasach, amen, celebrating the holiday, happy holiday of uh, Pasach or Passover today. Uh, I pray that everyone's weekend is full, fulfilled and awesome, every service. God bless you. Thank you for listening. By the time this is published, it might be Monday or so, but um, 
Love you all. Pray for us. I, I'm, I'm remembering as much as is possible the needs of those on the field as we travel. Pray for us as we go to Israel and back. Amen. Traveling mercies and safety and a help, a helping hand to somebody. Amen. We're just constantly praying for y'all. Believe in God for miracles in your life. Keep your heads high, hands lifted, hearts ablaze. Amen. Seamless, uh, remain in the seamless 66, whole tree theology. Love them with all your heart. God bless every leader, every brother, every sister. Amen. Uh, those that have supported us, even financially, you know who you are. If you feel like jumping on board, feel free. BlueZineMinistries.com. There's a donate button. There's also something on Spotify. Uh, amen. We appreciate those that have assisted us. It uh, goes a long way. Love y'all. God bless. Amen. Y'all have a great, great day. Thank you for joining us. We hope you've had your inspiration moment today. As we continue to pray for you, please remember to pray for this ministry as we endeavor to work in the kingdom of God. If you feel led to support this ministry, you can visit us on the web at bluezionministries.com to partner with us in evangelism. While there, you can also find prayer journals and music CDs available for purchase. And be sure to check out our Israel tour information if you'd like to find out more about visiting the Holy Land with us. It's all at bluezionministries.com. We look forward to our time with you next week here on Out of the Blue Podcast. Please invite a friend and remember, remain zealous over Zion.